Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kimisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer, and I'm so glad we're together again. Thank you for joining me this week uh, for this week's episode. And, you know, I just hope you've been blessed and you're growing spiritually by our time together because our growth is on God's mind. And, you know, he expects his children, his disciples to mature and come up to his level. So I hope that you're being fed and I hope that you're growing with the Lord. And I just want to encourage you to keep going, keep growing. And even if it looks like no one else beside you is doing what you're doing, and it looks like they're occupied and entertained by other things, don't give up on what the Lord is saying to you. Don't be drawn away. Don't be enticed, but stay focused on the Lord because we know that his reward is with him and there's no other way to find it but through him. So today's episode is called Have Faith in God. I know it's a simple statement. Sometimes it feels like it's easier said than done, but in actuality, that is our lifeblood. That is who we are in Christ Jesus. We are believers. At the very basic principle, we are believers. And it is our job to see to it that we grow our faith and that we maintain it and continue to walk with him. Faith is heaven's currency. That's how God um, transacts business. That's how we interact with him is by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And you can't even come to him or approach him unless you believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So it is in our best interest to grow our faith and to continue to walk with God and pursue him instead of him having to come after us and pursue us all the time, but to become followers of him and continue with our faith in him. So I wanted to tell you some about a an experience that I had recently. Uh, I took a trip and leading up to the trip, you know, I could hear the Lord speaking to me and telling me just to be on my guard. And we were actually in the, the throes of walking together concerning something. And my faith was in the process of increasing um, concerning this, this matter that I was discussing with the Lord. And Oftentimes when the Lord speaks with me, he he does tell me about things coming in the future, which is something that the Holy Spirit has promised to all of his believers, not just um, certain ones or ones that are quote unquote special. I'm not more special than you. God loves us equally with the same love that he has for Jesus Christ. Um, so if you open the door and you make yourself available, Holy Spirit will tell you more things that you, than you thought you ever wanted to know. He is full of wisdom. He's only wisdom and he is a good and generous and loving God. So he'll tell you what you need to know. And he'll tell you things that are on his heart. He'll tell you secrets. Um, if you give him the opportunity. So while we were talking, he was letting me know about not only the topic that we were on, and it's just, just something in life, um, receiving something from him by faith of course. And, but he was also telling me to be more aware and more watchful of that the adversary was going to begin to start to attack. And, you know, if you've spent any time in, in relationship with the Lord, I mean, as soon as you get reborn (laughs) into Christ, the adversary is constantly attacking and he does not take a day off on a technicality. You know, if you've ever heard me speak in person or you've listened to our podcast, that's something that I share often because sometimes we feel like, 
because we're ignorant, then we're shielded from the ta- attacks or the advances of the adversary. And we're not. He, he doesn't shield off because you're a kid or he doesn't um, abstain or withdraw because you're unaware. He actually uses that as an opportunity for his advantage. So God always wants us to be aware and he always wants us to know what's happening. So we're talking and he's just, and, and at the same time, telling me to be on my guard. And so I saw the initial attacks of the adversary coming, but I was able to shield from them and, you know, block them off and relatively easily because I'm, I'm confident in that arena and have been fairly trained to do that. But as time went on, I noticed that the barrages were getting heavier and it came in the form of just attacks against my mind. Um, the adversary accusing me thoughts that were, um, negative and discouraging and just, just really just hammering and I'll say insistently all, but, you know, just trying to get me to be discouraged about the things that the Lord was doing and the faithfulness of my God, who I know loves me very much. And if he said it, I know he's going to do it and it's already established. Um, but I, I just, I was watching and observing as, as my King was speaking with me, as my Lord and Savior was also instructing me and having me be on guard. And it just became blatant, 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 blatant. And so I was like, okay, Lord. And then at the same time, you know, this went on for a few days. And then the Lord had me observe a a particular demonstration of what it looked like, what was happening in the spiritual. He gave me kind of a natural understanding of it. And it actually came in a, a very odd way. I went to visit someone and I was walking in their yard and this person has dogs. And normally the dogs are put away. I'm not afraid of dogs whatsoever. Um, and I know that I have authority over anything that creeps on the earth in the name of Jesus, because the Lord has already set that divine order. So I take that um, heartily and wholeheartedly and I'm ready. Um, but this particular case, you know, I was walking in a line of people and um, the, the home that I was visiting had pit bulls that were, you know, on the property and normally they're put away. And for some reason on this day, the person that led us into the property didn't realize that the dogs weren't put away. And so I'm just walking along with other people who were visiting at the same time with me. And, you know, we're, we're walking towards the house and you could hear the pitter patter of, and not quite a pitter patter, the scratching and scraping of their feet on the concrete as they were running and you could hear their collars jingling. And then they started to bark and growl. And, you know, if you've ever been around pit bulls, they're not they're not <laughs> sweet and cuddly little dogs when they're upset and they are loud. They, they make a lot of noise when they start barking and they are um, excited. So the people in front of me, uh, two of them didn't hear the dogs and they were kind of moseying, moseying along. And the, the person that was immediately in front of me heard the dogs and started to try to pick up their pace. Well, we had to climb some steep stairs to get into the house and I could hear by the closeness of the dogs that I wasn't going to be able to make it into the house before the dogs arrived at my location. And by the sound of their bark and their tone, they weren't coming to just say hello and they weren't coming in a friendly manner. So as I was walking up the stairs, the Holy Spirit reminded me of something that he had said to me the day before to prepare um, concerning dogs. 
And, and again, I wasn't literally thinking about these dogs that I was meeting on that particular day, but the Lord had spoken to me ahead of time. So, you know, I had that in my mind and then he reminded me in the moment. And so he said, Kamisha, you're going to have to, you're going to have to stand and turn around and you're going to have to meet them. You're not going to be able to get into the house and just shut the door and, you know, let them go their way. And I said, okay, okay, Holy Spirit. And, you know, this is all happening in the moment. Just the Lord speaking on the inside of me. It wasn't an audible voice from God at this moment or anything like that. It was just his, his quickening on the inside and the, the internal voice of the Holy Spirit ministering to me. So the, the person right in front of me kind of trotted up the stairs and thought, oh, I'm safe. Well, and I had walked to the top of the stairs and, you know, there wasn't room to close the door or things like that. And the dogs had actually met me as I was stepping into the door, they were right behind me. And so the Holy Spirit said, turn around. And when I turned around, of course, they're there, you know, teeth, teeth bared and growling and, um, everything like that. So, the Holy Spirit told me to get in their face. And I did. I met their little pit bull faces. And no, they weren't little pit bulls. These were <laughs> quite big, uh, you know, as far as pit bulls go. Um, and very stocky. They're raised to fight and things of that nature to be aggressive. So the Lord said, get in their face. And he said, raise your voice. And um you tell them what they're going to do. And you, you speak to them with authority. So I did just that. And um, as I was doing that, the dogs who had come to, up to the top of the, sp- the stairs where my feet were to meet me and they were coming to bite and, you know, to, to do harm as I turned and faced them. And I began to speak to them according to what the Lord said to me and what he had showed me, they started backing down the stairs. And, you know, I was listening to the Holy Spirit, like, Lord, do you want me to walk out and advance the house, you know, advance them? How far, how far do you want me to, to walk them out, you know, back them up, Lord? How far do you want me to go? And um, what's right in this, this process? How do I need to speak? What's the tone that I need to speak with? What do you want me to say? All of those things. And, as I was listening to him, you know, he was telling me what to say and I was, I was obeying and the dog started backing back down the stairs and there were two of them. Um, and they started moving back down the stairs. And if you've ever seen me, I'm just the five, three, <laughs> about 115 pounds, 118 pounds, somewhere around there. I'm not big, not scary. You know, this is me. And they started backing down the stairs, but as I watched them, I said, oh, okay, maybe they're, maybe they're gone. So I looked at them and I took a step back, like, okay, they've got enough and you know, they're going to go their way. But the instant I stepped my foot back, they started up the stairs again. And I, I just, in all of this moment, talking with the Holy spirit about it, like that was quick. So I can't give them an inch. I cannot show any, even a little sign that I am going to withdraw or be afraid. I have to keep them on, on the uh, retreat. And uh, I, I engaged my foot again and I began to speak them to them again, just as the Lord had told me. And they, they resumed backing down the stairs, still barking, you know, still trying to exert their dominance and their power, but they were backing up. And then finally their, their owner came around the corner and got them and tried to assure me that they had no ill intent at heart. And I thought, no, <laughs> they came to bite and that's not going to happen today. You know, I came here without a dog bite and I'm leaving without one. And I, I shared that with one of the um, people who were with me because everybody was so surprised at my response. But, you know, that's, that's how the adversary is. 
And it was a, a natural demonstration that coupled with the spiritual um, attack that the adversary was trying to um, launch against me. And, you know, we as children and people of God, he's always trying to um, attack. He's always looking for those whom he may devour. And just because we feel like we're mature in some regards, or we have a certain amount of experience with the Lord, doesn't mean that we can rest on our laurels and cease to be on guard um, and fully submerged in our faith, but also actively listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because as the word of God says, and I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth and to show us things to come. He's here to guide us. He's here to govern us. He's here to guard us and to protect us. And his wisdom and his counsel is the way that he wants to do that. Now in the natural, I know that the Holy Spirit was with me. I was in no danger and I wasn't afraid of the dogs in the natural because I knew what the Lord was, um, that he's on my side and I have ministering spirits with me and they'll do their job. And at the same time, I realized that I must do my own. And like I said, this was more of a spiritual, a natural demonstration of what was happening in the spirit. And the Lord wanted me to understand and see that and take up a broader stance in the spiritual realm. And, you know, if you guys, again, if you know me at all, you know that I, <laughs> I don't mind a spiritual fight. You know, I don't play with the adversary in that regard. But even still, there's more that I can do. And especially when it comes to receiving um, big promises from the Lord, if you will, things that are um, life-changing to you, that they are potent and powerful for your destiny. The adversary, especially as you approach that destiny, is going to try to get you off track even more. So the purpose of the attack and any attack from the adversary is to get you and me to let go of what God said and to turn our mouth and our words away from what God has already said to us. Let's take a look over at Jude chapter one, verse three, and there's only one chapter in, in Jude, but that just makes it easier to find. So Jude chapter, uh, chapter one, verse three, or Jude verse three says, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Again, faith is our currency that we use to transact business with the Lord. And so no matter how long you've been in Christ, no matter how many good deeds and wonderful acts you've done on behalf of our Lord and Savior, you must maintain your faith. You have to maintain your faith in God and you have to use that faith if you are going to progress and to proceed and succeed in the things that God has called you to in life. So we have to contend. And just like in that natural demonstration of those, those dogs that were coming to try to make me be afraid and, and hopefully be able to sink their teeth into my nice meaty flesh, <laughs> <laughs> just like that, you have to be prepared for the adversary's attack, but also be engaged and know who you are in Christ Jesus and be ready to withstand and endure in such case and let your faith remain strong and continue to use it. Now, Romans 10, 10 tells us, this says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Now that's talking about the the initial salvation of receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but that's also talking about the salvation of receiving what it is that you've 
asked the Lord for or that the Lord has promised you, that's a salvation or deliverance in and of itself, deliverance from your current status or situation to the situation and the status that the Lord wants and belongs to you. The Lord wants you to have it and he's given it to you and it's already yours and it belongs to you. Salvation belongs to you, but you have to receive it, right? Jesus died once for all and he delivered that to everybody that included our healing, our um, protection, our physical salvation from hell, if you will, or spiritual salvation from hell. It included our um, provision that we need. It included wholeness of our relationships, freedom of sound mind and freedom from oppression of any sort and blessing in our relationships and our household being saved. All that's included, but we have to maintain our faith. We have to keep our faith focused on him and stand in that regard to receive it. And we do that by believing in our heart what the Lord has said and then confessing with our mouth what he has said as well. It doesn't work if we believe it in our heart, but we say something different in our mouth with our mouth because we've undone all the things that we say we believe. And we already know that the scripture says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your mouth is speaking something different, then the faith that's in your heart goes unproductive. And eventually you'll drown it out because you believe what you say more than you believe anything else. And you believe what you say more than you believe what you read because uh, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But that works in the negative as well. If you hear yourself saying negative, ungodly and doubtful words, then you're going to start to believe it. And then you're going to question your faith in God. And then you're going to doubt whether he's able to fulfill it or whether he really wants to keep his word to you. Or did he say that at all? It'll begin to shift and sway and change so much if you don't keep your words aligned with what God has already said to you. That's in his written word. And that's also in the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. So again, the purpose of the attack is to get you to let go of what God has said and to turn your mouth and your words away from what God has already said to you. Hebrews 10.23 says this. Oh, and actually we're going to look at verse 35 as well. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And verse 35 says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. You know, during this time that I was on this trip and just kind of observing with the Lord and listening to what he was coaching me on and guiding me to, and then analyzing and assessing the spiritual attack afterwards, as I was, you know, drawing near to God, because I I plan to have everything that God has ordained for me to have. I want his best in my life and I pursue him because I love him, but also because I know he's a rewarder. He's the one who said it, not me. So I want to have everything that God said belongs to me that he wants me to have because that's the fullness of his best and that's his blessing. So as I was taking stock of all of this and analyzing it, you know, the the outcome was that the adversary wanted me to get disgruntled with God and wanted me to um, be angry with the Lord and become sour and to question my God's character and his nature. 
and to question his love for me and to question his ability to do what he said he would do and to question um, the path that I'm on, whether or not I was going to take another course um, and and divert myself from the plan that God has for me and, and find an alternate route, um, just like woman in the garden. God said, here's the, here's the path. Stay on it. Don't eat this fruit. And she said, well, it looks like it'll be okay. It won't hurt if I step off just a little bit. Crunch, crunch. And then she handed it to her husband. But all of creation was affected by her decision. So the the move was trying to get me to, to question God. All of this barraging, all of this incessant um, pressing by the adversary, trying to press on my mind, press on my emotions, was to get me to let go of God and get me to let go of his plan and to turn myself away from it in my, my thoughts, in my actions, and in my words. Because think about the children of Israel in the wilderness when the Lord delivered them from Egypt. Go back and study those those um, those scripture verses. Study Exodus. Study Leviticus. Study Deuteronomy, and you'll find that the Lord says about them often: they're stiff-necked. They're complaining against me. Their words are stout against me. They don't believe what I've said, and they people speak evil of the Lord. That was constantly shown throughout that example, and not because they're bad people; they're human. They're, they were humans, flesh on the earth, and subject to all the same things that we are. But God left that scripture there so that we could look back at the example that they left and go, okay, this is what they did wrong, and this is where they deviated off course. Let me check my own life and make sure I remain on course so I don't fall into the same peril that they did. Not to you know make light of them or go, ha, it's just those people over there and it has nothing to do with me. No, you have the same sin nature that they did um, that has now been reborn. You've been baptized into Christ. You've been brought under the blood of Jesus Christ, but the mind has to be renewed, right? They symbolically were baptized in the Red Sea, um, but they still in their minds were contrary to God with the exception of a couple um, who were remained faithful to the Lord. But they, even though they tasted and saw that the Lord was good, even though they believed God could deliver them in some regards, their mouth, their mouth was contrary to the Lord and they grumbled and complained against him. And eventually with the exception of, um, Joshua and Caleb, they all fell in the wilderness. Abraham, um, Moses, I'm sorry, Moses got to go up on the mountain and look at the, look at the, um, promised land, but he didn't get to touch it because he had his own issues where he faltered with the Lord that kept him out of receiving the fullness of God's promise. So, as you're walking, and it's impossible that the adversary will not attack us while we're in this natural life. But the Lord said he didn't want us to be taken out of the world, but he wanted us to be preserved and kept safe while we're here. And Holy Spirit is doing that. So as you're going through life and you find that you're being attacked by the adversary, don't yield one centimeter of ground to him. You stand firm, stand your ground in faith, and by faith in Jesus Christ and say what the Lord has already said to you. Don't give up on his word or his promises to you. Don't question them. Don't doubt them. If you're missing something, God will let you know. You don't have to keep constantly going, God, am I right? Did I miss it? 
Are you sure? Don't do that because that creates doubt on the inside of your own heart and your mind. But say what he's already said, because God does not mince words. He does not speak idly. He does not shoot off at the mouth. If he said it, he means it and he will establish it and make it good. So if he's coming to you and saying, my son or my daughter, do X, Y, and Z. This is my promise. Or you find it in the scriptures and it represents his character and his nature. Hold on to it. Grab a hold of it. And you say what he told you to say, and then write it down, write down exactly what the Lord said. And then you ask him for confirmation as you're writing it to make sure you've got it accurate. You listen for the peace and the guidance of Holy Spirit on the inside of you to confirm that you've accurately written down what the Lord is saying to you, whether it's the scripture that you'll be uh, meditating on and confessing, or it's a specific um, guidance that Holy Spirit has provided um, to you, write it down and confirm with him that you've got it accurate. And then once he's, he confirms that you're, you've heard what he had to say and you've got it, then you keep it in your mouth and in front of your eyes so that you will make your way prosperous. That's the same thing he told Joshua in the book of Joshua. Let me read that for you. I believe it's Joshua one, one, nine. We, we talk about this. I'm sorry. One, eight. Um, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So write it down is important. And here's why, and, and reading it and looking at it frequently in company with, in addition to saying it, because over time, have you ever played the telephone game? <laughs> if you, by the time the message reaches the last person, it's changed drastically. It's no longer clear and crisp and clear, uh, uh, accurately described. It's now muddled. And sometimes our memories can be the same way. Don't just rely on your pure memory. Memory, write down what the Lord said, as he said, write the vision and make it plain, right? That those who read it may run. So combine these together because these are concepts of faith. You write it down. So you have an accurate picture that the Holy Spirit is confirmed. He's born witness in your spirit that yes, this is right. And you have the written word of God and we don't, we, it's already been confirmed. The Bible's already been confirmed and he will say, yes, that's the right scripture to use in this, this moment. And in this, this time that you're facing. And once he's confirmed it, don't alter it. Don't um, don't step back from it. Don't melt away, but stand firm, stand strong and continue to meditate on it and meditate as, as the, the word says is should not depart from your mouth. Meditate means to speak and it means to mutter. And in the context, it means repeatedly mutter it over and over and over, and then refer back to that word that the Lord gave you so that your, your meditation stays accurate, that you don't let a sleight of word or a sleight of hand slip in there, you know, just through thoughts and, and foggy memorization or experience that you faced recently in life or what the words that someone else has said or their example or their experience. Don't let it dissuade you from what God said. God, let, he, let him be found true and everyone else a liar if they are contrary to him. So you stay on that word and you keep it in your mouth and you keep it before your eyes. And God has already laid a standard here that you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And it won't be long before that manifestation of whatever it is that you're believing God for will be manifested in your life. And not to mention, you'll be strengthened and go on to the next level with God, the next opportunity that he's sharing with 
with you or the next um, place of maturation or growth that he has in store for you so that you can have all that God has for you and that he wants you to have. So I hope this word blessed you today. I want you to dig in deep with God, meditate on this, listen to this podcast over and over and listen to the other podcast and come before the Lord, your God and your King, study the scriptures and let him minister to you the truth of his word, the everlasting foundation of his word, but the today application of his word so that you continue to grow. Share the word with your children and your family, your spouse, your loved ones, your friends, and grow with them together if they're willing to walk alongside you. But if they're not, don't you delay. (laughs) Get on down the road with Jesus Christ and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website at dayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.